Blog Talk Radio. Aloha. You know what time it is. It's time to talk movies, pictures, life, banter about all the good stuff in between, or the bad stuff, anything that makes art happen. Today I'm going to be joined by uh, Mr. Jess, Jesse Shapiro, uh, director of a film titled Nobody Walks in L.A. Now this is a film that can and has enough universal themes to be completely enjoyable. Um, I don't like when people say they can't watch a New York film because they've never been to New York or they're not a New Yorker or et cetera. Um, And then they miss out on a really great film. So this film is actually, if you want to get a really cool view and feel of Los Angeles, uh, this is your movie. This is one of the coolest uh, depiction, not depiction, just <laughs> really capturing LA for what it is. Uh, you know, Michael Mann with Collateral. It's not fair to to compare an independent director to a master that made Last of the Mohicans. Obviously, that's the apex when you're talking big studio films of capturing Los Angeles, but. Um, for me, I'll introduce Jess in a second, but, uh, when you're talking on an indie level and I don't really think there's a separation, people like to hype that up, but, uh, I'm going to talk to, uh, if we get to it, I'm going to talk to him about that film that I just mentioned, um, collateral captured a really crazy or dark part of Los Angeles and, uh, in Jess, Jesse's film, he, uh, had the bright, you know, vibrant view LA downtown LA takes a very bad rap LA takes a bad rap in general uh so we're joined now by Jess Shapiro you there yeah hi how's it going it's going fantastic we've already had our prelim chat and laugh so it's good (laughs) so what what I wanted to start with was this title I remember uh, at Newport Beach Film Festival uh, I didn't read the synopsis, just this title was kind of like, yeah, nobody does walk in LA. So, uh, you know, just the basic cliche question, where, what got you thinking that? Well, I mean, it's kind of, uh, having grown up in Los Angeles, it's, it's kind of a phrase that is just thrown around a lot. Uh, nobody walks in LA. Um, and so, uh, I was kind of, I was looking to do a feature film. I had done a ton of shorts and uh, kind of got struck with inspiration one day uh, driving down the 10 freeway. There was just this blood orange sunset and uh, I was looking at downtown and I thought, you know what, there, there really needs to be a love letter to LA. I can't really think of any films that are true love letters to LA and I'm born and raised in Los Angeles. And I kind of have, I have a different experience of LA than most people um, who move here uh, from out of town. Um, because, you know, LA is home to me, um, as opposed to it being some foreign, crazy world. Uh, and so, <laughs> um, so, you know, at that moment, I kind of, I looked at it, I, I thought, you know, oh, nobody walks in LA it kind of popped in my mind. And I thought that would be really kind of cool to do a movie about two people walking around LA all day called nobody walks in LA. Um, and so that was kind of where, when inspiration struck and everything kind of snowballed from there. Okay. Cause I, I'm, that's what I really enjoyed about it was that I think downtown Los Angeles, and I've been fortunate to see 
Kansas City, Chicago, New York, San Francisco, uh, Indianapolis, so many different across the country, big cities. And Los Angeles has this weird thing, for those of you that don't know it, it's actually incredibly beautiful to where it can get this really kind of uh, rustic or almost weird looking thing during the day. But the moment it hits night, it's just like magical to fly down that 101 or or the 10 comes in from the south, or it's just, if you're flying in an airplane and you fly over the Staples Center and those bank buildings. So I really appreciated that uh, you took the time yeah. to capture the nice things that are there. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't, I, I feel like the film, the film kind of goes from Mid-City down Wilshire through Koreatown into downtown. And you know, part of the goal was to highlight these areas that I don't think are really shown very often in film or in television, or if they are shown, it's in car commercials or, um, you know, it's not really representing or acknowledging the places that, that they are. Um, and so that, you know, that was really important to me to kind of show a different side of Los Angeles. And so you know, I, the, the goal was to kind of show all these different areas that haven't really been highlighted. And, and I'm glad that, that we showed them in a positive light. Although, you know, we don't sugarcoat it. It's, you know, I think a lot of, kind of other LA films too that are kind of based in LA you don't see homeless people you don't see kind of you know, I still show what LA is legitimately like but it's done through obviously uh an emotional and 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 in a, a lens of, of love oh well I I think I, I that's what I really uh that's something that stuck out in my mind when uh the moment and again, thank you to Kim. Uh, when Kim contacted me, I just remember thinking that was that film that showed Los Angeles in a good light. And, um, and, and, you know, it, like you're saying, you live here, you're from here, you know, I, in the most respectful way, I love going there. I'm going there this weekend for a couple of business things. But I always call it like the bubble. I'm always like, they wonder if they can sustain life on Mars. Well, they sustain life in LA. And <laughs> that's nothing against people who are from Los Angeles because some of my closest right. friends and associates are from there and live there and they aren't just transplants. So um, it's always just like, like you're saying, it's, to me, it's like, it's it, sometimes going to LA is like doing drugs. Like I've never done crazy <laughs> drugs, but it's just like you coming back, you coming back home down the 405. You're like, well, I'm gonna be hung over tomorrow. Um, I mean that respectfully. Again, I, I'm not one of those guys who knocks LA but reaps the rewards of it. Um, now, what I was incredibly interested in because they listen to this show, so I can't even remotely mention my female male friends, but that was another thing that was just super intrigu intriguing to me because you hit so many nuances. And like we discussed before, without being personal, is, is there something you'd like to say on that? Cause that was, I mean, you were well, in I think, there on I that. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, so I, I, I was, I came in a little bit late, so I'm not sure what kind of setup you gave, but I mean, it's basically about the main characters, Miles and, um, and Becca are, are the two main characters and they're old school friends from high school and they're walking around LA all day. And they're at a certain point, you kind of realize that they had crushes on each other at different times. So I'm, I'm, I think that's what you're referring to it. I, you know, when I started yes, writing yes. it, it was kind of, it was, it was, it was during that time I started writing it a long time ago. Um, and it was right when like Apatow was really blowing up and it was all about the bromance and how, you know, the, all of the dude friends and kind of right when knocked up and, 
and 40 year old virgin. And that was kind of like the big thing going on was bromance. And, you know, I have a lot of, you know, relationships, like close relationships with, with females. And like, you know, I didn't really think that that was really ever truly hasn't really been represented the way that I've felt it. Um, you know, and, and it's always interesting when you have really close female friends because there's, it's always kind of like, Hey, you know, going from, you don't want to screw up a relationship if you're, if you're interested in something beyond being friends. And so, you know, you kind of get into these murky, uh, awkward uh, waters that, uh, can, can be interesting. And I thought it was kind of an interesting topic and subject to mine and to, to, to look into. And so, um, you know, I kind of did that through the course of this film. Uh, yeah, those uh, murky waters couldn't put it better if you're if you were Roger Ebert. Um, <laughs> definitely some deep swampy shit, and we're not censored here. And pardon me if you have a problem with language. I pol- I don't. Uh, sometimes I think it's I mean, oh, been can... a while since you've seen the movie, but there's a lot of there's a lot of f bombs and swearing in the film. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I, uh, and I, but I, I, you know, I remember this, and I remember I enjoy it. I mean, you know the deal. I, I Newport is. I've been fortunate this next year, you know, if I never expected, if we get credentials, it's my seventh year going there. So um, I always say their worst film is great. Um, it always just comes that down to your That was a great festival. We were, we, yeah, we were really happy to, to be to having our world premiere there and, and uh, all the programmers down there are awesome. And it was just an awesome, really great experience. So, uh, yeah, kudos to Newport, great festival. Yeah, and, and how about that opening night party? Oh man, those parties are out of control. They're great. I know. <laughs> so much I know. Good food. I, I'm just waiting for the SWAT team to break up that opening night party one time. <laughs> um, but before yeah. we digress and go off on a Newport tangent, because it's very easy to do, there's a reason why I've went so many years in a row. Um, uh, so Los Angeles and your attachment to it. Um, I guess this kind of brought me a question that, that can if there's a way you can tie it into your film and then we'll jump quickly into festivals and your announcement that you're on here for as you're going through this process of writing a love letter, was there any kind of like, I meet people from LA that they're really crabby when you talk bad about it, but then they'll like flip you off and almost run into you. So it's like, (laughs) what was that like for you to kind of like digress and make a chart of, okay, be like, okay, this is true, but I want to write a love letter. You know what I, do you know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's people uh, in general, there's a lot of uh, shit talk about Los Angeles. Um, And so, you know, I've always been one to defend LA because I grew up here and it's my city and I, and I love it. Um, But it also like, since I've been younger, whenever friends are coming into town, it's always, it's always been important to me to kind of show them around and show them what a cool city it is and give them kind of some background and give them some history. And so, um, you know, that was, that was kind of part of the process of writing the script is, is, kind of showing people uh, things that that I wanted them to see and, and through a different lens as opposed to uh, through a native lens, through someone who's grown up here and has, you know, um, history and, and, and love for the place. And so, you know, that was probably one of the, the bigger challenges in terms of writing the script was doing that and not just being totally expository and boring where, where you're walking down Wilshire and being like, and that's the Bullock's Wilshire building. And this is that, and that <laughs> is that, you know, it's like, how do you, how do you do that and make it conversational and make it, um, and make it good. And so, uh, you know, fortunately I had a lot of uh, good friends read over the script and give me good notes and suggestions and stuff. So that helped a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, like to me, it was more just trying to, 
to tell the story and also kind of be a tour guide of the city. And, and that's been one of the nicest things is showing the film at festivals. And we had a screening at the SAG uh, after foundation last night, and, you know, people that live here and that have like moved from other places. There was an actor who came up to me after the screening last night, but I've lived here for a year and I really hate it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but after watching the, he's like, after watching the film, it kind of gives me an appreciation for it and makes me kind of want to go out and explore it in a different way. And, and if, you know, if my film's able to do that for people, that, that makes me feel really good. Well, that's fantastic. Um, I know a friend of mine in Vancouver, most non-judgmental guy you could ever meet. He's traveled all over Europe and most of the world. And, and he has this joke where like, he's like afraid to go to Los Angeles, not like scared, but just, and I can't, and I tell him, I said exactly what you said. I said, no, I mean, I've always, I grew up here when I was, until I was like 10 then I moved to Hawaii for 20 years and then I've, I've been back here now and I said I said no you have to go with someone who knows those beautiful murals in downtown and the way those bridges come into downtown that they use the crap out of in car commercials like you were saying um and I said you got to know where the yeah and I think that's true of any city you know whenever you go someplace it's always best when you have a local show you around I think it's just harder to find locals in Los Angeles so oh well um, of course I mean the, the view from Mulholland I always tell people that's worth coming down from anywhere even if you just see it once and especially if you climb over right. the fence at night um now you were telling me you got into the Maui Film Festival uh, or yeah. actually, uh, first, first tell us about why you're here. Then we'll talk about the Maui Film Festival. Okay. Yeah, so um, we're releasing the film um, on demand uh, November 18th. It'll be available on Amazon and Google Play, and then shortly thereafter it'll be available on iTunes and all the other major um, uh, online uh, marketplaces, iTunes, so on, so forth, Voodoo, all that stuff. Uh, and then we're also um, having a week-long theatrical run at the Lemley Music Hall from November 18th through 24th. Um, Friday, November 18th through Thanksgiving, the 24th. Um, so if anyone's listening to this before then, come and see the film. And I'll be doing yes. Q&As after the film as well. So. Please, yeah, please do that. We've been very fortunate. I think now you're our sixth or seventh guest who's had a run there. And um, it's – I always joke with the guests because it's always when I'm not in town. So I'm like, <laughs> I want to support your film. I want to see it again, or I want to just – have a guest and then walk into a movie theater and see the film. And I'm like, really it closes and I get home Friday morning. So, well, um, you, you supported it. You supported it at, at Newport. So you get a, you get a pass. It's all good. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, now tell your just, friends to come. So, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course I will. I mean, and just so people know, uh, because there, I, we got multiple different, we got invited to multiple different things this weekend and everything said Lemley. So, so people know, the music hall is the one on Wilshire, correct? Because correct, there's yeah. Yeah, so it's, people it's on Wilshire in Beverly Hills. It's uh, just a little bit east of uh, La Cienega on Wilshire. Okay, because I was going to say there's yeah. that, and there's the Monica Film Center, and the Royal Hall, and you'll just get. I started getting all this stuff that was going to say it's playing Friday night at seven, and I was like, how is how are three movies going to play on the same screen at one time? So know right, that, yeah. that music hall, Beverly Hills, Friday, November 18th through Thursday, November 24th. Come on Thanksgiving after you're done with your turkey. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> and and congrats to you on doing that, getting getting to show in your hometown. That must be really awesome. It's exciting. It's definitely a very cool experience. 
I mean, on online is cool and we're, that's where our world is going, but to see a cinema, especially in that, that historic area for the arts and La Cienega and um, kudos to you um, and congrats to your team. Uh, I think no, I appreciate the, it, Paul. Oh, yes. And, and, and now the Maui Film Festival, I, it was really cool. Uh, uh, Jess and I were talking a few minutes before we go on air, went on air, and he happened to mention the Maui Film Festival. And uh, this is a, a really cool festival. I'm, I'm torn with this festival because uh, this festival, I don't know what year it's on. It's got to be at least 15 or 20 because... I was going to it in like the year 2002, 2003, and it was really different. Like, uh, so when, so when Jess told me that his film played there, they do this thing called night under the stars at a golf course up in Wailea. Um, it's probably the coolest way you can see a movie. Uh, definitely a place to take a date to watch a movie. Like I said, can't discuss anything. I know Jess, um and and the Maui Film Festival I, I and I'm saying this in the nicest way possible at the time it used to really bug me but they would only play on that screen like a Rob Reiner movie or Shrek 2 before it premiered and like to be in the cool crowd you had to have an Oscar nomination and and I always agree that you never talk bad about anybody, but the, you know, the people that ran it were just like, oh, who are you? And so it used to not be a very fun local or festival to go to, except for who I was hanging out with. And now it's cool to know that they're showing more indies and that they're giving that, because I know that's their huge draw to a Los Angeles film that doesn't have... Kate Hudson and, you know, Adrian yeah, Grenier I mean, I was, has the stars. They, <laughs> you know, they only pick 20 to 30 feature films. Uh, and so to be included um, uh, as one of them was an, a huge honor. Um, you know, and they, they had, they have big films out there. There was, you know, Captain Fantastic played out there and there's, you know, there's a good amount of other ones. And, you know, I'm, I, I was just incredibly honored to be part of the Celestial Cinema, to be shown on that type, in that type of venue, on that type of screen. You know, it's an 80-foot screen in the middle of a golf course with a thousand people sitting out there. It was really, really an uh, incredible, special experience to to see it that way. And, um, you know, they were th- that festival was amazing. I have I'm so appreciative. I mean, they, you know, I got put up at the Andas out there, and you know, and this is for me. You know, I I made this film on a micro budget. It was 11 of us rolling around in a in a van on the streets of LA shooting <laughs> run and gun style. So right. to, to kind of get to screen and be invited out to a festival like the Maui Film Festival was, um, was amazing. It was, it was just, it was such a treat. And I, I you know, I can, it was kind of like, uh, for, for lack of a better way of saying it, I was feeling myself out there. You know, I was kind of like, all right, <laughs> I kind of feel like a director now. <laughs> oh, right, right. You know, I mean, just because, you know, that celestial under the cinema. I mean, like I said, Rob Reiner premiered or premiered one of his movies there, which was Alex and Emma, which so few people saw with Luke Wilson and Kate Hudson, and and yeah. it was it was fr- the only thing that was frustrating was they had messed up the sound, so he was just like in a total bad mood. Oh, and yeah, that's tough. I, yeah. 
Yeah, so it kind of sucked because you had this Rob Reiner introduction where he's like, I've never seen one of my movies on a golf course under the stars, and hopefully this will get everybody laid. And, and you know, it was this whole great setup and then this romantic movie, and then, like, they he had mixed it has surround sound, and they were just doing it like Dolby back before there was 3,000 different ways to sound mix. Right. And so you could see him just going nuts and walking in circles and... <laughs> And and I'm and again I would never make fun of Rob Reiner and knowing my luck this will be the one time somebody like him hears it and but I just remember thinking well crap like uh, I wanted to meet him and like talk to him after the thing and you know he seemed like a chill guy he was saying he wanted everybody to get laid so I was like um, sorry I shouldn't be talking like that on your air I'm just in a good mood today sorry um, <laughs> this is your show too and I I'm sorry about that. Um, so the Maui Film Festival. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, no. I mean, I, I think, I, I think, as a filmmaker, it's really hard when you, because um, you have no control at that point. You know, if you're a stand-up comedian or you perform a singer, if something goes wrong, you can try to adjust or make. You know, as a filmmaker, it's on a DVD or on a Blu-ray or on a DCP. The sound sucks or something's not working. You're really completely powerless. So I, I, I feel for Rob Reiner in that situation. <laughs> Oh yes, I mean sound is the worst. I've I've only directed one short. I've I've produced indie feature features, and I have some just complete crap on Netflix that I don't know how it got on Netflix. But um, <laughs> but yes, the sound, uh, and that's what I studied in film school. So I could, to- this was like probably a year and a half after I got out of film school, so I could really relate to why he was going even more nuts. Um, but then it was just like you guys made him mad. And now he doesn't want to talk to anyone. He's like, and then a friend of mine was like, I was driving him home. And for 20 minutes, all he did was gripe and say, why did he even come here? And I was just like, dang, man, like, (laughs) don't bring out Scorsese. Like, you know, we're going to get some mobsters coming out of the bushes. But you know, that celestial cinema, that's a thing when we were talking about Los Angeles, anybody, if you ever have a chance and you have the means and you're what and you like to check out film festivals that celestial cinema is just something that you know there's no words to describe it you have to see it the the stars are just different you're kind of on the ocean you're on a golf course and it's just it's very magical like I couldn't even imagine what it would be like what it was like for you as a film director yeah, it was it was it was amazing. It was it was it was really really great. Did you get to make an intro? Yeah, I did make an introduction as well. Um, oh, that's cool. That's it, it that's was, very it, cool. Well, well, this is good news to me because being from Hawaii and 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 doing some shows as a PA and and uh, having a lot of my life education there, um, I'm very very glad to know that the Maui Film Festival. Uh, is kind of going back to its roots. Um, the year I went, I remember Adrian Brody happened to be in town and he had just won the Oscar for the pianist. And so he had given a really great talk. I don't know what celebrities were there this year. We're not really into celebrities, but um, they had, they had, he gave a great talk about, you know, how he gave up his apartment for the pianist and how he didn't call his friends and turned off his phones to fill that isolation. And, so it was a really great humbling chat and it had been about 18 months after 9-11. So people were still pretty edgy. And uh, so, yeah, I'm sorry for jumping off topic there, but no, not this, show, 
Yeah, with this show, we like to go anywhere or let the guests go anywhere. Um, do you have uh, this? I, I mean, I got it over Vimeo, but where can people watch this trailer? This is a fantastic trailer. Um, yeah, the, if you just uh, if you go to nobodywalksinla.com, the trailer is there. Uh, so, and also all the screening information. And we actually got nobodywalksinla.com. It's not nobody walks in LA movie or film. It's nobody walks in LA. Dot com. You can also like us on Facebook and see the trailer there um, and uh, like us on Facebook anyway. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. Good. Because I, I, I was going to say one of, the, one of the things that I had on my list is we always let the, I always ask the filmmakers to plug their social media and uh, mention where people can get things out there. Um, and, you know, I, I'm always excited about things like this when I see a film and then sometimes like I'll see it again in San Diego and it's plain and then I'll see it like one of our travel reporters will say he saw it in Phoenix and it's kind of cool to see them make the rounds but to have only heard about this from you go to the premiere and then you're uh you know talking to the director about it playing at the Lemley Hall and, and a distribution deal I think that's really great and congratulations that it didn't take you that year to 18 months of a festival run. And as we were discussing before the air to, to land this. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of a conscious choice. We shot the film in 2014 and kind of, um, and so I didn't, I wasn't really interested in doing a super long festival run. Um, I think I love festivals and I love going to them and I love meeting people and talking to people about the film. For me, I was more interested in just getting the film out there and, and, and moving on to the next one. Um, and especially since we had shot in 2014, you know, it, it took us a while to get it into our first festival and get that ball rolling. So it was important to me just to, to get it out there and, and, and let people see it. Well, you guys got to go see this trailer. Don't turn off the show, but you guys have to check it out afterwards. There's some very witty dialogue that I decided we would break down off air so we don't ruin it because you're going to get a good kick out of a few of the things uh, in the air. Now, the the television show that we were mentioning really does give a fantastic depiction of Los Angeles, but it gives the depiction of Los Angeles when you're already on top of the hill. And yeah, I mean, we so, can it's entourage, basically. Yeah, I mean, entourage. So, so, so what I thought was fr- frame of reference. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's right. Of course, so we're, it's so easy. I can say get laid three times today, but I'm forgetting about entourage. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're uh, we're talk. So entourage, for those of you that know, is is as equally a dead on portrayal of what goes on if you're in the millionaire billionaire club or, you know, you're living that lifestyle and you have an entourage. And, and so because you were mentioning that film, what I was wondering was that film also uses so many of those little cafes, those little burger joints, those little tiny nightclubs on sunset. Uh, Did you kind of use that show has to maybe find some locations or was it just a show you knew so well and you already knew the uh, the city so well you didn't have to pay attention to how other directors captured it yeah um i don't think we as far as i know i don't think we shared any locations with entourage to show or the movie um you know i i think entourage depicts a very um 
you know, it's entourages, a, a view of LA, you know, kind of the way that most people think of LA. And my goal, <laughs> the goal with this film was to do the opposite of that. You know, LA is a lot more than entourage or straight out of Compton. And those are kind of the two different views that people see of Los Angeles. Um, and there's a lot of just normal people that live here that are doing their thing. And that was kind of the goal with my film is to show normal people um, who aren't involved in entertainment, who aren't struggling actors, who aren't want to be this or want to be that. They're just people um, living their lives and working out their shit. So um, in terms of locations, those are all locations that I've, you know, grown up around and walked around and, and, you know, I, when I wrote the script, I knew exactly which locations I wanted to use. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty much from, from my dome as opposed to, to, you know, and, and my favorite places and my favorite spots in LA, um, is kind of what, where that, where those locations came from. Now the, the real big, and this is going to be a tech question. So guess bear with it. Uh, I mean, not overly tech, but, um, I'm always interested, excuse me, I'm always interested when, uh, just being a filmmaker myself, when I know that there's just an impossible element going on and the filmmakers figure out how to deal with it because you can see this, I mean, Martin Scorsese movies have continuity problems. So for people that don't make films, there's things, it doesn't matter who you are, they're going to go wrong. There's going to be lighting continuity problems. There's going to be a whatever. So what I remember liking about this movie so much and then refreshed my mind as I went through it and, and really saw the trailer because I had never seen the trailer, of course, um, was how you kept lighting continuity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's easy when you don't use any lights. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> that's a, that's a great no, question. Just, you know, we fed the crew yeah. with nothing. So it was a great craft services bill. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. We didn't. Oh, okay. You know, it was we. It was shot all outside primarily. Um, the few times we did shoot inside, we had men. We had, I think, one scene had the actual lighting setup. The rest of it was all shot in natural light. So, um, you know, I think kudos to our to our colorist and to our DP for being able to to make that look good. So I'll 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 give all love and respect to to Crash Carlucci and John Frost for that. Oh, well, that's because I, I remember thinking in the film, because if I remember correctly, you premiered at Fashion Island, correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I remember uh, there was, because what Newport does is they keep press out to make sure a film's not sold out. And so I think there was like two seats left, because I remember we had to sit in like the front row and... And um, at the time, I had an eye problem, so I remember hoping that I wouldn't have to leave the film. Um, I was in need of a surgery and stuff, but anyways. And uh, I just remember thinking to myself, literally, so many times, especially on the streets, I was thinking, when is there ever, you know, I could tell that it was, I was thinking, this is probably a 17 to 14, 7 to 14 day shoot. I'm thinking how the hell did they get the sun to match? Like LA, I mean, like people that don't know, it goes from that gloom to sun to smog to like you were saying those, I mean, to me, nothing can beat those smoggy sunsets. I mean, the Hawaii (laughs) sunsets, because I'm biased, beat them. But that 
smog creates something that a painter couldn't even create. So <laughs> I just kept thinking to myself. I remember saying, I go, how, how did these guys, I looked at the DP, I was thinking, you know, I'm, in, while I'm watching the film, I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is one of those guys who went to AFI. So like Roger Deakins, like offered him a couple of days or something like, you know, you see those films <laughs> occasionally, right. Where it's like some five time Oscar winner has, threw them a bone and shot a couple days. And then I was like, my God, they kept lighting continuity the whole time. And all due respect, you, you made superb use of the budget. I would not have believed that it was a short budget or a small budget. It, it, it had the feeling of a, you know, you could have told me the budget was 2 million. I would have believed you. Well, thank you. That's yeah. That means a lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Uh, we, we lucked out. I mean, John Frost is a super talented uh, cinematographer. And then, uh, you know, also the weather was pretty, I mean, it was, we shot in the middle of summer. So it was just, it was one of those, it was just kind of hot all the time. So, um, okay. you know, we, we lucked out in terms of, of that as well, not having any inclement weather or, um, you know, and also, you know, when we could, we tried to, to shoot in the shade. <laughs> that oh right, sense. right. Of course. Lighting hey, hey. All of a sudden, they want to talk in the shade, right? Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. Well, I, I so love those that. Are, That's, you know. Yeah. Those those, those are a couple things. of those basic. Yeah. Right. right. Well, I mean, and you 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 know, I, I, it's so I'm so bummed that we don't have a lot more time today because we didn't get to get into your wonderful cast and uh, just the way they played off each other was so great. Like I said, it was. You know, there's always that filmmaker debate. It's all in the script. It's, it's first, it's the script, obviously. But to me, it's, you know, I always think it's also who goes with the script. And uh, we had a guest on yesterday who has this wonderful film. And and she used uh, Terrence Manning, the prostitute in Hustle and Flow. And for half the movie, I couldn't figure out who it was. I just kept recognizing that voice of her yelling at Terrence Howard in Hustle and Flow. And I'm just right. like, this is the prostitute from Hustle and Flow, but it doesn't look a thing like her. And I was just, it was bugging me. So finally, I have a rule to not IMDb movies that are on the show because I don't want to be swayed by that you got such and such to do a cameo or Kate Hudson's going to walk by the camera. So I saw that who it was and I went, Oh, I thought I knew it. I kept, I kept hearing, I kept seeing scenes of hustle and flow, and it was, inter- and it was interrupting this wonderful movie, beautiful movie. <laughs> so, you know, God, I'm yeah. I no, need our, to go, our cast, uh, Adam and Kim Shaw, who, who who played the leads, were incredible, and the whole. I mean, I, I'm really proud of the script that we had. That being said, um, you know, the whole film was gonna to it's basically rested on the shoulders of their chemistry and their acting chops. And they did it under some really, some not ideal conditions in terms of how we were rolling around and, and um, the fact that they were able to deliver the type of performances that they delivered, uh, you know, is is pretty incredible. They they didn't have their uh, star trailer and, Hot runner yeah. turtle. <laughs> they had a backseat of a van. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm just laughing because I've, I've been there and I know it. And I'm like, to hear when the actors go, we're taking a nap in the backseat. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 
well, we're not going to rent a hotel at every location so you can take a nap. Otherwise, we'd be making a different film. Um, <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, it's been really great to have you here today. Again, nobodywalksinla.com. That's one word. Um, please go ahead again and plug the uh, uh, yeah. all your social so media. November, no- November 18th through 24th, we'll be at the Lemley Music Hall in Beverly Hills. Uh, we're also releasing simultaneously on Amazon and on Google Play, um, and we'll be out on more uh, platforms uh, as the months go by. And then social media, nobody walk, uh, Facebook.com slash Nobody Walks in LA. You can follow me on Twitter um, at Jesse Shapiro. Uh, and on Instagram, we're at Nobody Walks in LA as well. Well, we appreciate that, Jesse, and uh, we're, we're excited that this is uh, happening for you. Well-deserved, great film. Again, uh, it had premiered at Newport, which is definitely like a, like a, um, oh, it just does so much for films. It's, I, I, there was one time where I, I was on Netflix and there was like seven films that I had seen in Newport with, uh, within the last, uh, the last year or the year before. So, yeah, uh, we for were the there too, which was really great. So that really oh, well. okay. That's right. Yeah. That's okay. I'm yeah. such a boathead. I'm. That's another <laughs> reason why I remember it because it was the audience award. I'm. I'm very good friends with the PR rep, and she sent me, and I, and I remember we had just done all our Newport shows at that time, and that was why it got. Um, and we do mention it. I can't. You know, we had. There was a couple of times where we saw so many films that we had to dual reviews so i know somewhere in the archives there's a mini review i had told kim that so um so uh, if somewhere out there there is a a positive review on our show so you play the memory film yeah you (laughs) well no i'll you know i'll i'll take the time to dig it out and i'll um i'll see a way to get it to kim because I do Great. remember that we were talking about it because it was something that impressed myself and I had uh, one of my co-producers with me and uh, they they grew up in L.A. T- uh, themselves um, since they were two. So uh, they appreciated all that as well. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me, Paul. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. And last thing, uh, you, any guest that comes on, unless they completely disliked the experience, uh, they're welcome back with their next film or sometimes we do film like stuff like we've had guests come on i've reviewed a film and they'll re-review it we do that especially during oscar season uh if you come back on and want to tell us about a festival you went to or if you have another film in the works uh once you're on a guest you're once you're on you're always welcome back so Oh, well, I appreciate it. I'd love to come back at some point. Yeah. I don't have anything brewing right now, but at some point, for sure. Oh, no, of course. I just, I put it out there to every filmmaker, and we're planning some stuff for the holidays where we want to have some panels and talk about some stuff, because we know people will just be wrapped up in their own thing, so we just want to look at it as a way to have some fun and talk movies and not have there be any business or any of that. So no, let me know, man. I'm always down. Will do. Thank you for your All time, right. and you have a great day. You too. Take care, Paul. Thanks. Thanks. Well, something is in me. I'm just, I feel like I'm on fire today. I don't know what it is. That was a great episode. I just, yeah, I'm buzzing naturally. I'm going to head off and handle some biz, but thank you for joining us. As always, no matter what time you're listening, morning, noon, after night, middle of the night, evening, make sure and watch a good movie.